I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Earlier this morning we dropped part one of our Q&A from last night. Went for about 55 minutes, so I split it into two bits, part one and part two. Uh, we're going to dive into part two now, it goes for about half an hour or so. If you haven't listened to part one from this morning, very similar sort of content, answering all of your questions just off the dome. Uh, no planning or no research or anything going into these questions, just me talking footy, live with you guys on Instagram. Start trying to do more and more of this stuff as we move forward. You can see by the listens and stuff that you guys enjoy this sort of content so enjoy part two here remember part one dropped earlier this morning Thoughts on Dufty at the Dogs. Actually dropped a podcast on this earlier today, talking about Dufty from a super coach perspective, but also just about NRL as well. Um, I'm excited about Dufty arriving there. I think a fresh start's good for him. I think a one-year deal is good for him. It's back against the wall. It's performed now. We'll go to England, essentially. So I, I like the Dufty signing. Um, yeah, the only thing that worries me is that if Canterbury starts to go poorly, Trent Barrett, he loves to swap and change. Dufty could fall out of that side very quickly. Every coach he's ever had has seemingly had some sort of an issue with him. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, but, I mean, it's two from two coaches seemingly have had an issue with him. So, hopefully it's a fresh start uh, for Dufty and hopefully he, he can achieve a lot of things at Canterbury. It's exciting for him. Hey, Guru, hope you're good. Thank you, Lavishka. Hope you're well too. Uh, Guru Jack Bird has a gun tackle technique. Yeah, you probably don't haven't seen enough of Jack Bird tackling over the last few years, but I remember watching him in the juniors. He was an absolute dynamo, Jack Bird. If you were lucky enough to see him play in the junior grades, he was a freak. I would put him, Bryce Cartwright, Ash Taylor, sort of on the same level. They were just they were just something else. They were special. Uh, Jerbo and Cam Murray burst tackling technique. Yeah. Um, Jerbo, see, oh, I think people say, oh, Jerbo's got the best tackling technique because he goes around the ankles and people love that. And it's sort of a bit of an out, outdated sort of style of tackling, though. Uh, like, if I'm coaching against Jake Travojevic and he, and he makes one of those tackles and I can offload, I go, beautiful, we just won that tackle, regardless of how good the tackling technique is that we grew up as kids being told how to do it. So, Cam Murray, I agree. Jerbo, very good as well. It's sort of hard to separate these things, to be honest with you. Uh, what have we got? Paul Alamonte, <laughs> another one. Yeah, big fan of Paul Alamonte. Saw him a couple of years, uh, last year, playing uh, SG Ball. It was his first game against the Chooks. Set up a try. It was unreal. So excited to see him moving forward. Thoughts on Chris Smith? Yeah, solid. I think he'll be a good depth guy. Uh, he's obviously bounced around a couple of clubs. I When I first saw him, I thought he was going to be really good. He looked like a real talent. Went to Canterbury. I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw of him there 
in first grade and reserve grade, to be honest with you. So he's gone back to Penrith. Uh, we'll see how that one plays out. But I don't think he's a huge needle mover, realistically. As a Storm fan, I feel like we lack a bit of depth this year. I swear to God, you've already asked this question, brother. Uh, do you ever see Munster going to the Dolphins? I did originally, but now I sort of don't. I'm thinking he might stay at Melbourne from what I've gathered. I think he's going to be pretty low-key for the next year or so. And I think that uh, with the stuff he's got going on in his life, Melbourne might be the best place for Cameron Munster moving forward. So originally, I thought he would. I thought he'd really consider it. Uh, but I think Melbourne just being able to fly under the radar a little bit down there might be perfect for uh, the Prez. What's your thoughts on Panthers moving forward? Where do you see them? Yeah, I think they're going to be tough to beat for a long time. Uh, they've locked up Isaiah Yo, James Fisher-Harris, and Nathan Cleary. As long as those three are, are on a football field together, I think this team's going to be top four for quite some time. Uh, we've obviously seen teams like this peak, come out of nowhere, blow the world away, and then they fall off. But I don't know. i just got a different feeling about this Penrith side, and I didn't have that feeling at the start of this year. But even talking to Nate the other day, and you know, I've obviously interviewed a fair whack of footy players. Uh, I sort of finished that conversation, and it sort of hit me. I'm like, fuck, I cannot believe that bloke is 24. Uh, pretty scary. A great football mind, very level-headed as well. Uh, I think they're going to be successful for quite some time. Uh, tell us more about Alamonte. Good chat. Uh, will the dogs finish in the top four within the next five years? Oh, fuck. I don't know what's going to happen over the next five years. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that it's possible, mate. Um, it's very hard to predict what can happen over the next five years. Every single signing they've got could be a flopperella for all we know. Trent Barrett could be sacked in a year. Anything can happen in rugby league. So really hard to make a prediction on what's going to happen over the next five years. Uh, opinions on signing someone so early in the year. Yeah, look, I'm not like a fan of a team as you guys are. I imagine that, for example, if you're a Parramatta fan, God, it must be shithouse watching Isaiah Papali running around knowing he's going to be at the Tigers next year sort of thing. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it doesn't overly upset me because I'm not a fan of a team. But I imagine that if I was a fan of a specific team and I was watching one guy take up a spot of another youngster in our squad knowing he's leaving next year and knowing he's been wanting to leave for six months, it would sort of shit me a little bit. But I don't really know how to solve that problem, to be honest with you. I also understand the other side of the coin. For example, Viliami Kikau, if he waits till the end of the season to discuss with Canterbury and he he does an ACL during the season, Canterbury find another young back rower in, in their junior systems. I mean, all of a sudden, Viliami Kikau could have just lost a heap of money. So I understand both sides, but I'm normally pretty pro player. So I'm all for these guys getting as much money as they possibly can in a short time during their career. But yeah, it's a hard balance between players getting what they deserve and fans being happy and that sort of passion for their club. Can you see the Panthers getting back-to-back premierships? I can, mate. Um, I wouldn't dare rule them out of it. As I said, after talking to Nate the other day, I got a lot of confidence in that side. Uh, Warriors NRL fanatics. Good, mate. I hope you're doing well too, brother. Keep all your content up, mate. You're doing a great job. Uh, Panthers 2022. Can you see Panthers going back-to-back? Three grand finals in a row. Personally, I can see it, though I am biased. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's not... It's not so much them just going back-to-back. It's going to be their third grand final in a row, which is a pretty tough knock. Uh, There's going to be more and more of them playing Origin this year as well, obviously. So going to be new combinations there as well. They've had a reasonably blessed injury run as far as, you know, as a whole pitcher goes over the last few years. Obviously had Luai and Cleary miss a bit of footy after Origin last year, but I sort of thought that was a blessing. Um, So, yeah, I I think they can do it, mate, but it's got people undervalue how hard it is to make it to one NRL grand final, let alone three of them. Um, what have we got? Hines and Finney Kane. Finney Kane's one we haven't really spoken about much. I think this is a great signing. Uh, I think it's unreal to see Cronulla land a guy like him. He's a real... 
He's a real needle mover as far as culture goes. Like, you've seen the Melbourne Storm, how keen they were to keep him, how sad they were to see him go. It's crazy to think that a couple of years ago, Canterbury essentially rang Frank Panisi down at Melbourne and said, hey, this kid's good. We just can't keep him. You should take him. And they handed over Dale to the Melbourne Storm, who that club was built around for a long time. Probably the most underrated guy in that system for a number of years now. So really excited to see him land at the Cronulla Sharks. He'll really change the attitude there, I think. Will you be doing NRLW content? Yeah, I will, mate. I'll do a little bit here and there. We've had a few of the girls on. Uh, Chelsea Leonard Doozy, Maddie Studdens come on the podcast. So two champion girls. Loved having them on. Um, but I'll be honest with you, like the Super League, uh, I won't just pretend... I won't just report on something for the sake of it unless I am genuinely watching it. I wouldn't try and do, like, token posts, just posting score lines or whatever it is of the NRLW to pretend like I'm engaged with it. If I am watching it, I will post about it 100%, but I won't fake anything, mate. So hopefully we get around to it, but the NRL is pretty full on as it is. How do you think Peachy will go? Yeah, really interesting one, Peachy. Love him. Think he's a great player. Not sure if the Tigers are going to get the very best out of him. Not sure where he plays as well. That's the other worry. Pretty stacked, this Tigers team now. A heap of depth. Um, yeah, I just, if they keep Luke, Luke Brooks, where does Peachy fit? Where does Jackson Hastings fit? If we do see Josh Hodgson arrive there, where on earth does he fit? Where does Little fit? Where does Simpkins fit? I mean, a lot of moving pieces in this team. I just hope they don't shove Peachy at center. I just think that will be a huge waste. You've got to sort of use him through the middle, but then I don't know where Hastings and stuff fits as well. So as I always say, depth is never a bad thing. But I don't know how on earth Michael Maguire is going to work out that team. I think Titans will go all right at the end. Toby Sexton's a young gun. Their forward pack is super strong. I think top eight. Maybe, mate. Um, I don't think they'll make the top eight. But doesn't mean I'm right. We'll see how it plays out. Thoughts on how Parra can improve on last season? Do they or don't they? I think they can, mate. I've always been pretty negative on Parramatta. I've always thought that they're not ready to go to that next level. I'm definitely more confident off the back of their final series this year than I probably ever have been. I'm not going to declare them as one of the top three teams I think can win the premiership, but I think they're closer to winning a comp now than they probably ever have been. Uh, But if they lose Reid... All of a sudden, that's a big change. They don't really have a hooker that's ready to step into that role, so they'd probably have to go to the market, uh, which would be a bit of a worry for me. Where does Ponga end up? No idea where he ends up, mate. I just don't think it'll be Newcastle long-term. Uh, Avarillo at centre. Yeah, you could play him at centre, but fuck, they've, they've brought so many centres, it's not even funny. I mean, trying to fit all those guys. Josh Adokar will definitely be on one wing. Nick Kotrick has to be in there somewhere. I think Aaron Scoop has to be in there somewhere. There's only one other spot left there, and you know, there's a few more names there that you could put there, so I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but Avarillo, he has to be in that 17 somewhere. I think he's been underutilised for a long time. What team do you think at this point looks like going the best 2022? I'd say Penrith, Melbourne, Roosters. Sorry, that's a really stock standard answer, but uh, those three coaches and those three teams are just so far in front of the rest that I think it's just the reality of it. Moylan looking fit. Do you see him on the bench or partnering Nico? I'll probably see Trindle in the seven as much as I love Moiser. I'll probably see him in the 14, but then I don't know what they do with Connor Tracy. Uh, There's a couple of guys like Luke Metcalf there as well, so I'd love to see Moiser get back to his very best and fit into that team somewhere, but I'm not overly convinced convinced on it. Do you think Manly is a smoky for the Premiership? Yeah, I, I don't know if you'd call him a smoky. Uh, I think they're one of the six teams that genuinely can win it. Uh, the finals record is obviously a worry though. That's been pretty disappointing. So yeah, I wouldn't call him a smoky because I think they're in the top, you know, 30% that can win this competition realistically. Um, when did you speak to Cleary? Spoke to him yesterday. That podcast will be coming out later, probably next week, I think, guys. So stay tuned for that. We dropped a little preview of it this morning on the Rugby League Guru podcast. So go and have a listen to that if you'd like to have a listen. Some really good topics there with him. 
Uh, thoughts on Paul Alamonte being in the top 30 for Bulldogs? Yeah, uh, he was there last year, so he spent the preseason with them, I believe. So, yeah, I think it's good. I probably wouldn't be playing him this year. If you are going to play him, I'd play him at the very back end of the season. Once again, centers is not a position that Canterbury are desperate to find someone in. They've got a fucking heap of blokes there. Um... Uncle Nick is richer than Bill Gates. He'd probably give him a run for his money, mate. Hey, Gary, if the cheese goes to Roosters, what happens to Sam Beryls? I think Sam Beryls will move on over the next few years, mate. Um, I don't think he's probably as good as what the Roosters thought he was going to be by this point. I still think he'd be a really solid player, but uh, the Roosters, I've always said, they're not in the friendship business. They're in the premiership business. If they don't think Sam Beryls is the hooker that can win a comp, and if you put him next to Brandon Smith, I know which way I'm going every day of the week. So, uh, yeah, testing time for Sam Beryls. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up or if he can win that jersey back. He was the first try scorer in a grand final only two years ago, so he can definitely play. There's no doubt about that. I don't think Billy Smith will be one of the centers. The Roosters' back five will be Teddy, Tupu, Momorowski, Manu, and Suwali. Maybe, mate. Uh, I think it'll be Suwali. I think he'll be the guy that missed. I think Billy Smith will play left center personally. Uh, I don't think people realize just how good Billy Smith is yet because of all of, all of his injuries. Uh, I like Billy Smith, but all of his injuries need to be put together some games for the Bears. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, it's a matter of time till Billy Smith gets himself fit and he'll be a gun then. Cleary Podcast coming next week, guys. Stay tuned for that. Twal re-signed. Yes, Alex Twal re-signed the other day, so good to see you there. Paps, mate, hope you are well, brother. Hope everything's going well. Make sure you check in. Let me know how you're going. Give me those eyes. Cheers, Munster. Uh, where will Reed Marnie end up? Yeah, I, I probably think he'll stay at Parramatta, but a lot of people are saying he'll end up at Canterbury, so we'll just have to wait and see how that one plays out. I'm going to scroll right to the bottom, guys, of questions. Good God, there's a lot here. Um... Papali to carry his form into 2023. Potentially, I want to see how he goes in 2022, to be honest with you, before we even think about 2023. This is always the risk with guys that have career-high seasons get paid huge money in 18 months' time. It's always a bit of a risk how they're going to go and even how Parramatta's going to use him. How do you think Mitchell will go next season? I assume you mean Mitchell Moses, Latrell Mitchell. I assume you mean Mitchell Moses, mate. I think he'll do well. I think it'll be a big test for him. Uh, if Reid Marnie leaves, though, that'll be a really tough gig for Mitchell Moses. So hopefully he stays. I've always been a big fan of Mitch Moses. Nick Meany on the wing for the Storm. I personally doubt it. Um, I'm not overly convinced Nick Meany's going to be the great signing that everyone's telling me. But Craig Bellamy, he definitely knows guys much better than I do. I probably think if Nick Meany is going to be in this side, he'll probably be Jersey 14, realistically. I can't see him being in the starting side. But uh, a preseason at Melbourne can do wonders, as we know. Sharks 2022 roster. Yeah, I like it. Um, I think they're going to do well. I've, As I said earlier, gun to my head, I'd probably go top eight there, realistically. How do you think Reese Walsh and Sean Johnson partner each other? Yeah, really excited to see this. I would have SJ at seven. I'd have Reese Walsh at uh, fullbacks. I wouldn't have them as the halves partnership, but that combo between half and fullback, I think it could be anything. They're one of the teams I'm really excited to see. Guns to your head. One team and one player. Looking forward to watching next season. Uh, geez, after you just put the Warriors in my head, they'd be right up there. I'm really interested to see Nico Hines go around again, to be honest with you. Um, I'm interested to see Harry Grant now that he's the starting nine for Melbourne. I assume Brandon Smith will play 13. I think you can, you'll can finally see this year just how good Harry Grant is. I know a lot of people are bagging him at the moment, but uh, I'm going to stick by him. I still think, still think he'll be the best hooker in the game very soon. How do you think Xavier Coates will go at the Storm? Yeah, well, mate, he's a freak, Xavier Coates. Uh, I don't think we've seen anywhere near his best yet, which is a really scary prospect. So I think he'll do very well there. Should Knights look at Kyle Flanagan? No, I probably wouldn't, to be honest with you, mate. Um, I think Kyle might be time to go over to England, sort of uh, 
gain some confidence back and then come back and rip in. I don't think that'll be good for Newcastle. I also don't think it'd be good for Kyle Flanagan. You're walking into a system that just had one of the most experienced sevens in the competition, Mitchell Pearce. They still weren't overly successful. If Flano goes up there, they will all blame him as soon as he walks in the door for anything that goes wrong. So I think Flano's in a good little spot. Stay where he is now, potentially go to England and then come back and be successful. I have no doubt Flano, he is going to be successful later in his career. How do you think Rabideau's and Latrell Mitchell go in 2022? I think Rabideau's will do well. I think they'll be a top eight side. Don't think they can win the premiership though, realistically. Latrell Mitchell's an absolute freak. You would have to assume he takes over the goal kicking this year. Um, Obviously, Adam Reynolds leaving is a huge loss, but it could be the start of Latrell Mitchell really starting to take true ownership of this team, which will be a scary little prospect. We'll see how it plays out. Fun fact, I heard Ben Eichens starting a book club at the Broncos with players like Haas Farm with Hetherington. Yeah, mad. Why not? Yeah, why not do stuff outside of rugby league? Yeah, book club might say nerdy or whatever, but if it takes guys away from footy for a little bit of each week, I think it's good to see. So, so many worse things guys could be doing than going in a, in a book club, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, break tough from the Rabbitoh. How do you think that he will go? Break tough for the Rabbitoh. Got no idea what you're saying. I assume you mean Blake Taft there, mate. I think he'll do well. I think he'll be the starting seven once the Troll Mitchell comes back. But then I think that uh, Ilias will be the halfback at the end of the season. So, I'm not sure where Blake Taft actually fits, realistically. Um... If Cheese goes to Roosters, will they be hard to beat? Bloody oath they will. Wherever Cheese goes, they're going to be hard to beat. Where's Normie going? Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think he'll be in the NRL next year, Normie. Um, I think he's... uh yeah, I, I think he's ready for the next stage in his life. But uh, we'll wait till Norms announces all that and makes his decisions there. Um, yeah. All the best to Normie, though. I think he's going to be much happier over the next few months. Uh, how do you, how do Manly fit Finu and Schuster later when I see both at 5'8"? Yeah, this will be the really tough one. Once again, competition for positions, uh, never a bad thing. But Finu and Schuster, I think they're going to really battle it out over the next few years. Personally, I'd eventually see Schuster in the 13. I'd see Jake Travojevich in the front row and then probably Finu at 6. But you're probably looking four years down the track. They could all leave the club by then, probably outside of Travojevic. But a lot can happen in, in a few years' time. What do you think Hutchinson and Lamb will do? Both could play as starting halves, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have either as a starting half, to be honest with you. Uh, but both gained a lot of experience this year. I think that they'd be great depth guys in, in any team. If Hutchinson or Lamb is your second-choice halfback when every suspension origins roll around, you're doing pretty well there, realistically. Uh, what have we got? How do you think the Warriors use Ash Taylor, CHT, and Luke Metcalf if they get him a year early? I don't think they'll get Metcalf early. I think it'll be Taylor and CHT. Whether CHT re-signs or not, you've also got Nick Arima there. So I'm not sure who's going to wear the six. Like Selfishly, I'd love to see Ash Taylor get a gig, though. I'm a big fan of Ash Taylor. Always have been, and uh, I think he's still got a lot more to offer. Who partners Reynolds in the halves next year? I think it will. It's, a, it's going to be Tyson Gamble or Albert Kelly. Uh, personally, I really like Albert Kelly. I like Tyson Gamble as well, but I would play Albert Kelly at six, and I'd actually play Tyson Gamble at 13 or at 14. I'd want him in this side somewhere. Cannot believe Fox Sports just announced that Milford has bucked on his Rabbitohs deal, gone to Hull. Did you know this? I don't know whether that's true or not. We'll see when I jump off this live. Uh, but I'm, I hopefully Milf is staying at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'll be really excited to see him next year and see how he goes. A fresh start for Milf. Never a bad thing. Had a couple of conversations with him over Instagram. Seems like a really nice guy, to be honest with you. So, yeah, excited for him to arrive down at South Sydney. 
I uh, just want to say I really enjoy your page, podcast, and all your content, brother. Thanks, Azadi. Appreciate that, mate. I uh, hope you keep enjoying it. Keep tuning in. Thoughts on Jaden Nikarima, Storm 14, I think. Yeah, potentially, mate. Jaden Nikarima is a really talented footballer. I uh, probably haven't seen the absolute best of him because he's been a bit of Barney Rubble, a bit of curry over the last few years. But I do like him, and I think that for Craig Bellman to give him an opportunity... He must have turned his life around. You don't accidentally land in those squads. So exciting times. I think Kalen will go to the Dolphins in 2023. I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out at all. Do you think Cooper Johns will be better off going to Super League? No, I'd be staying in that Melbourne system. Um, I don't know if there's anywhere better be than that Melbourne system. You might not get an opportunity for a few years, but you never know what can happen as far as injury suspensions and everything. Um, as much as he's not stacking up games, he's enjoying himself down there. Uh, he's learning from the best of the best. So I wouldn't be going if I was Cooper Johns just yet. Uh, could Jack Haworth score a spot on the bench? Yeah, uh, Jack Haworth, he's a guy down at the Melbourne Storm. Uh, can play centre or second row. I sort of thought he was a centre, but people keep telling me he's a second rower. But from what I've seen of him, the small highlights I've seen, he looks very talented. So, yes, I think he could be a little smoky to make that side next year. Any update on Brooksy? No, nah, got no idea what's going on there. I tend to think he'll stay at the Tigers, though, realistically. Should Manly let Tapao go? I think Kepi and Paseca would be better. Starting props and Tapao and Oshay Ole and a lot cheaper. Yeah, I... I really like uh, Marty Tapao, mate. I love Kepi off the bench. Taniel Paseca, he's very hit and miss. He's got all the talent in the world, all the size in the world. Desi Hasler needs to buy hit him a mirror in every room in his house until he realizes just how big he is. Uh, but Marty Tapao, I think he's a really solid player, mate. I've been very impressed with him over the last few years. He's probably not coming cheap. Uh, he's probably about to sign probably the last big contract of his career, so I'm sure he'll be looking for every cent, as he should be. He's earned it over the last few years, so... If they were to let him go, I think they'd be okay. But if I can keep him, I would. Do you think Nathan will be vice of the Blues again? Yeah, I do, mate. I think he'll be after Teddy. Just thinking about who else is in that squad, I would probably have him as the vice captain. Probably with Isaiah Yo, to be honest with you. Who wins, Gallon or Oshayole? I've got no idea about boxing. I've got even less idea about rugby league players going into the boxing ring. I will keep an eye on it if I can find a stream somewhere. But, uh, yeah, not too sure who wins. Enjoying the lead-up to it, though. It's good to see. Um, very lippy. Great to see. Who's going to partner with Burton's? I think they are they are really going to struggle with a good partner with him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, the other thing about Matty Burton is that he's coming from the best team in the competition on the best edge in rugby league with the best winger inside him and probably the most damaging second rower in the game inside him. So uh, it's going to be a big test for Burton coming to this side. Uh, I'm excited for him. I think he will do well. Uh, but it is a spot that I'm really keen to watch over the next few seasons. Brisbane sneaking to the eight. Uh, I've said all offseason, if you tell me that Katoni Staggs plays more than 15 games, I think Brisbane can legitimately make it, yeah, for sure. I think he's just so important to this side. He looks so hard to handle out there. Adam Reynolds is going to be huge. I think Kirk Catewell's a great signing as well. Criminally underrated, Kirk Catewell. What happens to Dolphins if they miss out on Smith and or Ponga? God knows. It's a bit weird they haven't signed anyone just yet. Uh, they announced the other day they signed a hooker or whatever it was. He had a training trial with Brisbane this year, so there's a good chance they don't get him either. So I sort of thought they would have signed three or four guys by this point. Content-wise, I wish they would have. would have been a great time for me, but they haven't really made a move yet. Outs, outs, like they obviously haven't got players, but everything they've done outside of that recruitment-wise I think has been sensational. Getting Wayne Bennett is massive. Getting Peter O'Sullivan is huge as well. So considering you got O'Sullivan and Wayne Bennett in the same building, I thought they would have make, made signings by now. Where do you see Stefano in five years? I see Stefano five months ago being the best forward at the West Tigers. I think he will be for quite some time. I think he's destined to play Origin and uh, be a great player in our competition. Very high on him. 
other sports as Guru watching the offseason. I uh, like my NFL, mate. Uh, big Pittsburgh. St- oh, big. It's probably a stretch. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, it's been tough to watch the last few weeks. We'll watch a little bit of cricket here and there, but rugby league's definitely my main thing, mate, to be honest with you. But probably NFL would be next watching the Steelers play. Where would you introduce the 18th team? I'd go Perth. Yeah, I don't mind the Perth idea. It's just the time difference I'm not overly huge on. I wouldn't mind another New Zealand team. Um, yeah, I haven't really given it much thought. I wouldn't have brought in a 17th team personally, let alone an 18th team. Give me a prediction on halves and fullbacks for Titans. How do you think they can play for feeder better next year? Uh, I think at fullback, you'd have to go with the young fella Campbell. 5'8 will be Brimson. Half will be Sexton. Hooker, I'm probably going with Booth there. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with Fafita, to be honest with you. He's so supremely talented, but his games range from a 3 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10, you know? You need to be getting, at worst, a 7 out of 10 every single week from Daniel David Fafita, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm probably not the guy to ask that question to, though, mate. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mario Yo in Origin 13. Uh, as long as Nathan Cleary... Is the halfback. I'd be going Isaiah Yo. I do think Murray's probably a slightly better footballer, but you're splitting hairs there. But the combination that Isaiah Yo and Nathan Cleary have is unreal. I said to him on the podcast the other day, if you had to pick one to play with for the rest of your career, Isaiah Yo or Api Curacao, uh, he went with Isaiah Yo. So it shows just how important he is. And uh, Nathan gave us a really good insight into what Isaiah Yo brings to his game and the Penrith Panthers, which I think you'll really enjoy on the podcast. Bradman best to make origin next season or not. I probably think there's too many guys in front of him, mate. Um, there's a couple of centers in front of him, and then there's a couple of fullbacks in front of him, and then there's a couple of five eights in front of him as well. So I think it's going to be tough, but if he can put together two years injury-free, geez, he'll be hard to keep out of that team. He's so talented. Which coach is under the most pressure? There's a few this year, uh, a couple of honeymoon periods that will be over. I said at the start of last year, I didn't see anyone getting sacked. There was only one that was sacked, John Morris, and I thought that was probably unlucky. Realistically, he'd made the finals two years on the trot. So honeymoon period is over for a number of teams. I think it could be a tough season for Ricky Stewart if it goes poorly. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out, especially if you've got you know, unvaccinated guys not playing and stuff like that. It could be anything. Uh, I think Holbrook, he's could be one to watch as well, to be honest with you. Uh, if the Titans underachieve this year, could be interesting. Trent Barrett, he's obviously one to keep an eye on. So, um, yeah, pl- plenty of guys under pressure. That's the... That's the reality of the NRL and coaching. Any hints on your next guest? Clearly was a great get. Yeah, not sure who's coming on next, Green Machine. Um, haven't really worked it out yet. Sort of trying to enjoy the offseason. But the Cleary one popped up. Uh, sort of came out of nowhere. So I had to take that opportunity. Champion fella. Why the hell is Josh Hodgson staying at the Raiders? Why the bloody hell didn't the Titans pick him up? Yeah, I think he would have been a really good get for the Titans as well. Um, yeah, might not have liked the heat up there at the Gold Coast just quietly. As a Broncos fan, I'm keen to see how young players will develop alongside experienced guys like Reynolds, Capewell, and James. Yep, back at 100%. Most underappreciated player you've seen in your lifetime. Christ. Uh, most underappreciated player I've seen in my lifetime. Really tough, mate. A couple of guys come to mind. I'm not sure who would be my standout number one. I always think Finchie was really underappreciated, mate. He was a great player. People forget, um, I think it was 2003 and 2004, he was top three in the Dally M's and... 
His 5'8 was Brad Fittler. So, Finchie, very underrated, mate. I think he's uh, very underappreciated what he achieved, the sort of player he was. He plays up like he was a loose cannon. Uh, sort of in the same situation as Brian Fletcher and Nathan Hindmarsh. Everyone's always giggling and laughing at him and sort of forgetting how much of good players they were. Both were absolute weapons. Uh, who do you support? Don't have a team I support, mate. Just a fan of the game, which pisses off plenty. Uh, do you think Appy should make Origin over Cook? Uh, no, I'd probably keep Cook for now, but I think Appy is really starting to knock on that door. In saying that, I think Appy might have made his bet a little bit last year. Excuse the pun. Uh, got a bit of Barney Rubble in the Origin series there, and uh, I'm not sure how that's going to be taken. So I think Cook, though, he's done enough to hold on to that jersey for now. I think most underrated player who should play more Origin was Mitch Orbison. Yeah, fair. Uh, Orbo obviously came along at a bit of a weird time, didn't really find a position, but... Stayed at a great club, won premierships. Uh, that's a sort of... He's sort of... It was like Chris Flannery all over again. Never really found a position, was great at a heap of things and always appreciated by the Chooks. Any least favourite teams? No, mate, don't have any least favourite teams. Uh, people think that... <laughs> people always think that their team is my least favourite team, but that's just how it goes, mate. No least favourite teams. Any more decent signings for the Broncos for 22-2? I'm not sure, mate. Uh, I'm not in that room, but... I think their squad is pretty much set. I'm not seeing any big moves there. Jordan Pierre, I saw him training the other day. I think this could be a low-key, good little signing. Same as Branko Lee. Two really good depth guys there. How big is the chance of Todd Payton getting sacked this season? Yeah, I think Toddy's got a really good chance of losing his job this year, unfortunately. Big fan of Todd. Loved him as a player. Um, I want him to be really successful, but obviously he's going to be under pressure this year. Uh, and if the Cowboys don't perform, which I'm not expecting them to really you know, <laughs> brain it, to be honest with you. Uh, he could be in trouble there. City vs. Country is a much-needed event on the rugby league calendar. Tell me why it's not. Because no one fucking plays it. No one wants to play it. Uh, you get City Country every year. We all get super excited for it. It's on a Sunday afternoon, and then 106 players pull out, and all of a sudden you're picking guys from fucking local A grade to play City Country. And if I was a coach, I'd probably pull my guys out of it too, to be honest with you. If one of them gets injured in that, in a game that doesn't really matter... Um, I, I'd be filthy too. So I think that's why he'll never see it back realistically. Uh, loving the content. Could we get more predictions for 2022 starting 17s? Yeah, I will bring out more 17s as we get close to the season. I'll send a few pages doing it, but there's so much movement going on at the moment and so much more to happen. I'd rather sort of wait for trials and actually see what teams, are, uh, how teams are shaping up and whatnot. Do you see yourself moving to the NRL journalism and working at a club? No. Happy where I am. Uh, I think I think it's sort of changed a little little bit over the next few years. Don't think I need a club or the NRL or anything like that. I think I'm gonna make my own way. To be honest with you, mate. Uh, Sean Fenson would have played. <laughs> Sean Fenson would have played City Country. Sean Fenson would have been an immortal of City Country just quietly. Uh, great player, Sean Fenson, champion guy. Will Parramatta regret uh, letting a lot of their local juniors go? Uh, maybe, but. Mate, Parramatta's got so many local juniors. You don't realize how many kids are playing footy out there until you go out there. Every single Harold Matz and SG Ball team has a new player every year, someone that didn't make the Parramatta team, and they're absolute weapons every single time. So it's really hard to get it right over there at Parramatta. Same as Penrith. So much talent to choose from. You can only pick X amount of guys to put in a squad. It's tough. Hey, bro. Hey, Fnatic. Hope you're doing well, Finn, mate. All the best. Uh, Dragon Spine. Yeah, I think they'll go with Sloan at fullback. I think Amone at six. I'll be going with Benny Hunt at seven. And then I have Andrew McCulloch in the nine. And then I would have Bud Sullivan off the bench. But they've obviously signed Moses and Bai. You'd have to think that they're going to fit him in somewhere. But to me, that just looks like a bit of a nightmare, to be honest with you. I don't know where I'd play Moses and Bai. It's been the same story for the last few years. He's not in my 17 for the Dragons. But it's weird to sign him and then not use him, if you know what I mean. 
Is the threat of the Dolphins signing players making clubs re-sign players way earlier? Yeah, quite possibly. I'm sure it plays a role. Um, yeah, it's a manager's dream to be able to say to clubs, oh, Wayne Bennett rang the other day. Straight away, clubs are going to go, well, fuck, how are we going to compete with that sort of thing? So, Dewey, Origin player in the future. 18 months ago, I would have said, not a hope in hell, but have to follow my sword there. Adam Dewey's played some great footy. I'm not sure what position he is yet. 5'8", center, I don't know what he is, but I think in Origin, a big body like his, he would do really well, mate. He's really impressed me over the last year or so, especially at the Tigers. Guys, uh, I'm going to love you and leave you there. A bit about 50 minutes or so. Uh, this entire chat will be available on the Rugby League Guru podcast tomorrow. Probably split it into two bits for you guys. So we'll be available tomorrow for you guys to tune in. Make sure you listen to the podcast. We've got the Nathan Cleary podcast dropping next week. Really interesting chat with a champion bloke. Cheers, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.